The numbers of illegals crossing the border in the United States have probably exceeded 2 million. And these are people who are improperly crossing the United States border. It is illegal to cross the border into the United States of America or Canada or Mexico if you are not doing it at a lawful border crossing. Those people who illegally transit the border are legally called under the United States Immigration Act illegal aliens. Yes. In other words, whether they come from a UFO and they land in the middle of the desert somewhere in Smallville or wherever that is, Roswell, uh, that's an illegal entry. Uh, if you if you go in by sea, with very few exceptions, I think, uh, you know, and and and, and, I, and I think this is only if like your ship is sinking, and therefore uh, you, you you can you can you know land on the beach and ask for assistance and help. That's allowed. Uh, you know, these are shipwrecked people. But if you're crossing the border in the United States and do so unlawfully, you're called an illegal alien. That's just the way the law works. Congress needs to change the law if they want to change how these people are described. And no matter what the state of New York says, and it's uh, so-called inhuman rights commissioner, uh, you know, who just sits there and basically passes anything that doesn't, you know, meet the socialist communist agenda of whatever color of the rainbow that she, he, it, whatever it is, is following that particular day of the week, uh, or whatever particular emotion or gender feeling that they have, uh, then you have this situation. Now, going into specifics and particulars and all these things as we deliberately look into what exactly is going on. You have a congresswoman from New York, and uh, this is Congresswoman. What is her name? I am trying to figure it out. Uh, Let us look at the name of this lady, who I believe should be in my lineup list. If my lineup list actually shows images and not just... little items here. So, um, the statement, of course, was made earlier today by Representative Claudia Tenney. Okay, now, Congresswoman Tenney, who is a Republican, she is from New York State. Yes, Republicans actually do exist in New York State, and they do represent them in Congress. I believe she's from the 1st District of New York. I could be wrong. I don't know exactly which district Congresswoman Penny is from, but she has expressed concern over the flow at the southern and, in fact, northern border. Do you know that this month alone, November, they predict 400,000 people will cross the border into the United States unlawfully, illegally? And that's the situation we have. So what exactly are we supposed to do in that kind of a situation? There is not enough aid in the world. There is not enough budget in the United States if we have 400,000 new people coming into the country every month who are going to be applying for benefits, who are going to be applying for Medicaid, who are going to be applying for housing. You know, people like myself, uh, I am legally blind. I am disabled. I have to wait probably another two to three years before I can apply for disability housing. I don't get disability benefits in, in, in full yet because of age. Uh, you know, there, there are certain qualifying conditions that you have to go through. But yet, these people come to the United States, they come in, they apply for some program, and then boom, all of a sudden they get all these 
little goodies. Uh, first of all, they said that uh, you know that, that, that you know they, they weren't going to be giving four hundred fifty thousand dollars to every legal alien family that was separated because of law. Exactly what the law is supposed to be because there's going to be a lawsuit. They just decided to settle it right outright, you know. And why are they doing all this? You know, why are they giving away all these benefits? Why are they giving away all these programs? Why are they giving away all this money to so many people who are not lawfully in the United States? To people who have illegally violated the law. It's like you go to somebody who, let's say, goes into a store, steals something, and then you give them a hundred dollars because you don't want to get sued because maybe a police officer said something to them when they were being arrested. Or give them $10,000 to settle it out of court right away. This is the stupidity, the ridiculousness of it. Earlier today, I was talking to a, to a, a shop owner um, who was talking about the difference between China and Vietnam and New York State. And they said, first of all, in China and Vietnam, the taxes are lower. Believe it or not, for owning a private business, for owning a private store, the taxes are lower in a communist country than in New York City. And not only that, at least they said in China or in Vietnam or in Singapore or in other countries across the world or even in Mexico, if you call the police and somebody has stolen something, they will make sure that that person is punished for the crime, is prosecuted. Here? Oh, they might even get a handout. You know, they might even get assistance. They might even get free pot. Because the reason they're stealing is to be able to buy drugs, so therefore the government decides we'll give them some free drugs. And that's the ridiculousness of the state of New York right now. That is the ridiculousness of a prosecutor's office that does not want to file charges on any different major complaint, especially if it's a person who happens to be the same color as the district attorney, or the same color as the uh, attorney general, or the same fatness. You know, you, you, you have all these things that are coming up right now. And there's a lot of anger and resentment. And these are from shop owners. And the majority of these shop owners are Asian American. Chinese American, they're Filipino American, they're Korean American. They are Americans. But they are fed up and pissed off. And they saw what happened with, with uh, Andrew Yang. And how Andrew Yang was basically forced out of the race here in New York City, even though he was first was leading very strongly and had all the right issues. But then he was consistently attacked and taken down by the extreme socialist left, and also by targeted criminal activity against the support base. There were people who said that their stores for putting up signs that spoke of Yang were gonna be burned. You know, that that, that, that stores were gonna be targeted for Molotov cocktail attacks had they not taken down their Andrew Yang signs. And it, it, what did it lead them to do? It led them to fight even harder and support even more. And they say in the next election, they're gonna support Yang even further or people like him, so long as these are people who make sure the law is implemented in New York City. So, you know, the, the Democrats may be celebrating in New York City and thinking, oh, you know, they passed a, a major problem with Curtis Lewa, and they have uh, they have control now of uh, the city council and city advocate's office and so many other positions, but they don't realize that all they did was they successfully infuriated the wealthiest segment and fastest growing segment of wealth in New York City. And these people are angry. And these people are willing to finance whatever it takes to make sure that the laws are implemented in New York City. And they are entirely fed up with these processes. And they hope for the best with Eric Adams. And partly the reason they chose to vote for Eric Adams was because he was a cop and he does sound a little bit more sensible than the other guy as far as they were concerned. 
but they need to see concrete action. And that is basically what they're saying. So, you know, for Congresswoman Tenney, Representative Claudia Tenney of New York, in her speech, as she's addressed the House, there's a lot of questions that are raised. And let's listen to what Congresswoman Tenney had to say. What purpose does a gentlewoman from New York seek recognition? I seek unanimous consent to address the House for one minute and to revise and extend my remarks. Without objection, a gentlewoman is recognized for one minute. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I rise today to ask, where is the administration? Because it's certainly not at our southern border. The crisis at the border continues to go unaddressed. In September, more than 192,000 illegal immigrants were apprehended by our Border Patrol agents. That is a 233% increase over last September, and DHS has warned this month we could see as many as 400,000. Mr. Speaker, I ask, where are my Democratic colleagues on this crisis? Under the leadership of the other side of the House, this House, or this, the aisle, this House is not considered a single piece of meaningful legislation to address the issue. The strategy appears to pretend that the problem doesn't exist. Meanwhile, a record 1.2 million people have been caught trying to cross the border illegally this year. Imagine how many tens of thousands have evaded capture who might be dangerous to our local communities and made it into this country. Rather than solving the crisis, this body instead is considering legislation that would pave the way for mass amnesty. It's irresponsible. I urge my colleagues to step up, come to the table, hold real bipartisan discussions, general, and focus on ending this crisis. Expired. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I yield back. So, from Congresswoman Kenny, let's go to Hawaii Congresswoman and service member. She's actually a, uh, a Air Force Reservist uh, Congresswoman or former Congresswoman, Tulsi Gabbard uh, from Hawaii. Uh, and what she talks about, of course, is how the American people are being constantly disrespected by political groups. And when she means disrespected, she means not because they're being called out or cussed out or, you know, there's people screaming, let's go grab them. No, 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 it's not that. It's it's more like people just coming out and, and just getting their, their point with total disregard for people's opinions and feelings. And uh, as we listen to the two gentle ladies, or the ladies, or the women, rather, uh, of the moment, let's listen to Representative Mark, who is speaking on Shan Hannity's program a couple of days ago. Uh, Sean, what bothered me most when I saw that video was really the exaggeration and the dishonesty where you have people there who are essentially trying to create a viral moment and a headline and, and yelling out, Joe Manchin's trying to run us over. Uh, this is just the latest example of a disturbing larger pattern of dishonesty and disrespect for the American people, where they think that we're just stupid. Uh, we saw this in the excuses that were laid out when McAuliffe lost in Virginia. They said, oh, well, you know, Yunkin won because he uh, sounded, he sounded his dog whistle and that all the dogs came out and, and voted. 
and, and that's why he won. And it, and it reveals really what they think about us, that we're stupid, that we're dogs, that we don't have intelligence or free will to make our own decisions for ourselves, uh, and therefore we should just trust them in their arrogant attitude that they and the big government, they know what's best for us and they'll, they'll make the best decisions for us. You know, I use the analogy, um, I was the MC the night Newt Gingrich became speaker in 1994, and it was a wake-up call. Remember, Republicans have been out of power in the House of Representatives for 40 years, and it became a wake-up call for Bill Clinton, and that's when he changed gears, and the era of big government is over, the end of welfare as we know it. This modern Democratic Socialist Party, I do not see, has any capacity to change course or adjust. What we've seen since Tuesday is full steam ahead on socialism. Do you see the same thing? What I see is this continued disrespect of the American people. And that's, if we look at the underlying problem here, is that we don't have leaders who actually respect the American people, who actually respect us enough to listen to listen to what parents are concerned about, uh, you know, their children and their education, to listen to the American people who are sick and tired of the power elite trying to tear us apart based on the color of our skin. They don't respect us enough to listen. So how can we ever expect them to actually act in our best interest rather than the interests of themselves, their power, or the power of the elite? You know, I'm watching Joe Manchin and natural gas and, and coal these are huge industries in his state. Uh, these policies will directly and negatively impact the people of West Virginia. So he's standing up for the people that put him in office. As, as you look at this emerging party led by the squad, led by New Green Deal socialism, do you even consider yourself a Democrat anymore? Uh, I, I'm less concerned about party politics. Yes, I'm a Democrat, but I'm less concerned about party politics than I am concerned about the future of our country, given the kind of leadership that we are seeing, this kind of self-serving leadership that plunges forward. You, you just played a few different clips that really, again, reveal the arrogance of, of this leadership that plunges forward without any regard for the cost and consequences on the American people in the short term or the long term, the cost and consequences on our freedoms, on, on uh, the undermining of our constitutional rights. There are deeper issues here that really need to be brought to the forefront that most in the media are not even talking about. You know, I, I, there was a period in my life, Congresswoman, where I had to struggle for a lot of years to pay rent. I know what it's like. The high cost of gasoline, it, it, totally preventable. We were energy independent. Why would we ever give that up? What happened at the border, totally preventable. We had a policy that was working. Afghanistan, another example. We could have withdrawn when we had full control of Kabul and all the surrounding areas. We had months to do it. They didn't do it. Uh, and then, then you look at inflation, then you look at energy prices, and you put all of this together, who's getting hurt here? The, the, the people that make this country great, the working men and women of America, the people that really, really, you know, the poor, the middle class, you know, paying a buck fifty more a gallon, I can afford it, but a lot of people can't. And there seems to be a disconnect in terms of caring about those people. And that's really what's at the heart of the frustration that people across the country are feeling right now, is that they are not being heard. 
that they are not being seen, that seen that their challenges uh, really are not being addressed by those in power. You, you listed a number of different challenges. And our, our representatives in, in uh, government, they'll have different ideas on how to address those things. But when you look at issues related to open borders and, and immigration, when you look at issues related to our national security, when you look at issues related to energy independence, uh, we can have different ideas on how to accomplish those things. But those things are concerns that are central to all of us, regardless of political party. So if we treat each other with respect, as children of God and come together to say, hey, we need to work together for the good of the country, then we can have that real dialogue that will allow us to move forward and make progress to solve the